pulling up to this location, you know, it's like reliving it all over again. I knew we were coming back because it's reading chapters to us. What you guys are seeing right now is, is raw, it's in the moment. I heard killed. Yeah, no, it's not moving. I've never seen the periscope light up from green. I don't feel like we just ran, we were chased out. Dude. That response what blew the whole thing wide open. Excuse me. This is the gate. It's brick, yeah! We gotta go. <laughs> the gate has to have a gatekeeper. I actually witnessed this, but I did not tell my husband what I saw because I didn't want him to think I was nuts. It was proven to me. They're here, they're around us. He's traveling that distance in less than a second. He is moving that fast. And I don't know if it's good or bad, ancient. Whatever is happening in here, the attic is, my opinion, the heartbeat. There's too much weird stuff that's happened to me. Maybe it's the magnetic field that I feel, and I can't explain it. It was so intense, and it was so, you need to get out of here now. It was foggy, it was misty. I've never seen anything like that in my life. It looked like it didn't have a mouth or a nose. All of a sudden, they see these fingers come across the door frame. I was scared for my life at that point. And it was smiling with the most evil grin that I've ever seen. Kind of makes you think that maybe it was an attachment. Was this a case of mistaken identity? Or did we just witness something that we can't explain? If I seem nervous, I am. It still has a hold on me. I don't know how to put words to what I experienced. It's just like we were being taunted by whatever it was that was up there. Took me out of the 100% skepticism to 100% believer. This is my paranormal experience. All right, so it's been about five and a half months since we were last at the gate. Um, you know, we've had a lot of people that have reached out about us going back, and they've, there's been a lot. This documentary we, we did, it raised a lot of eyebrows. It opened a new door to, you know, Pampa and the discoveries of the paranormal. Nathan Withers being a self-taught filmmaker, it's a masterpiece in itself, but knowing that you, you appreciate this so much more because you can see the heart, the soul, and the passion that comes through on everybody who is a part of this film. Whenever Vanessa approached me about this, you know, like I said from the beginning, I was completely skeptical about all this stuff. But each time I would go to this location, I would get different responses and none of it was residual. It was all intelligent responses. Kara, what's your thoughts on all this? Because you actually were there during, during the, that's when me and you first met was during that first bit, that second visit. You, you heard firsthand the, both worlds come through. What about this gate is a portal? Where did it come from? Both worlds. Are you kidding me? He said both worlds. That right there is, is a very direct, intelligent communication that speaks for itself. It just doesn't get more clear cut than that. I believe that that response of both worlds was what blew the whole thing wide open. I did not know what to expect. Honestly, like, each night I had a different kind of feel of the place, but in the end, I have a very, like, like, I don't know, and I wouldn't say attachment, but a very, like, grown interest in the place. Right. It feels great. 
original. I don't know if it's because like all the years of growing up here and having family move in and out of even that building, uh, some of them were, you know, taken to their final resting place from that building. Right. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of a piece of us still here. See, what I find interesting is, you know, the, the history you were able to dig up from this location, from the funeral home aspect of it, it really helps make a lot of sense with the hauntings because when we put the stone tape theory into all of this, it really helps kind of, it's like a missing puzzle piece. So with the stone tape theory, what I know is that everything is energy. And when something traumatic happens, there's a lot of thoughts and emotion that go into that. And this is what ties that in. With the stone tape theory is that these thoughts leave prints almost like a tape recording. You know, approaching this place after several months of being absent from it, you know, it's almost like reliving the first experience all over again. Now, even that bathroom back there in that corner was creepy for some reason. I remember walking back then when we just we were going through our walkthrough yeah. the first time. And we never ended up back there, but right back, it was it was creepy, like she's saying, back there in that area, and in the just having our responses we had back there in that corner. So I'm kind of interested in going back and like not necessarily focusing, but make sure we take time to go back there for sure. Okay. And what do y'all say right now? We get out and we just kind of walk in and just see if if, it, if we get any like I don't know if anything has changed. Mm -hmm. Or like kind of like we just walk in the building unannounced and just see what kind of reaction we might get or what feelings are still there. As we enter the second floor to the former funeral home, we all notice the energy is thicker. And we don't realize it's a warning sign for what we will experience later on. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Let's like, let's just kind of walk up in here, huh? Yeah, feels a little thicker to me. It does anyway. Feels way thicker than normal. Well, I got kind of nervous just now walking in here. Like doubt, like my Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, when we pulled up, we wanted to immediately just walk inside and just see what would happen. You know, and as we were heading up to the second floor of the funeral home, part of the location. We could all just feel an immediate shift in the location's energy. This is the spot where I think Scotty was standing whenever you did your solo session that night. Or we were all doing those sessions. Yeah, but you started right here, bro. You, yeah, you started here and you said, which room do you want us to go in? It said the main one. What room do you want us to go in? What number? And we'll find it and we'll go in there and have a conversation with you. Energies will communicate with with different with different people because they can see us uh, past, present, and future, and they know uh, you know who we are, what we're thinking, and they interact based on that that comfort level with. Scotty, that was a prime example that night with all of the responses that were coming through. We didn't catch that at first. That came during our, our, our later on review. 
And so we never investigated. I mean, we did right here, but we never came back here, and we never investigated really a whole bunch on this other, this hall, right on the other side of this wall, really. Right. You know, we're walking around the location. We're getting our baseline reading done. We're trying to get familiarized with the location again. And, you know, before we start the investigation upstairs, we wanted to go outside and do like a little small pre-daytime investigation of the gate. Do you know Ruby? Thought so. I me too, dude. <laughs> What about Mr. Brown? Did you know about the whole situation with those two? What did it say? What did it say? What you guys are seeing right now is, is raw to the moment. I heard kill. Yes, I, I heard kill, it. dude. This is like, it's the weirdest thing. I feel like every time we come here, something more bizarre happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, during the first interview with Kara, when she dug up the information about Ruby and how she used to work at the Singer Sewing Machine Factory, you know, after our spirit box session at the gate, she tells us that that store is literally only a block from where we are right now going to change the, like the whole feel of the place whenever you're bringing yes. up what's which i still think we need to address it it's something that happened and she is connected to this place her parents live there you know right she where did her parents live out there oh okay yeah. is that where it happened up in the combs early yeah. building yeah she lived up there her her dad had a had an office uh -huh. and around the corner next to the coffee shop here that uh -huh. is the brown shoe store where she killed him and herself on the same block. So down here is the coffee, yeah. the, the, yeah, coffee, the shop? coffee shop. Next door, the brown shoe store oh. sign is still there, y'all. It's still there. We need to go down there, yeah. just to just to film that real quick. We need to go down there. Should. And keep in mind, we you know we didn't know we were gonna get any of this, any of these responses, like nothing. We didn't even plan to go to this location. No, it, <laughs> it just kind of led us there. Yeah, it really did. What you guys are seeing right now is, is raw to the moment. Like, we had no idea this was going to happen. I'm really, like, it's getting more interesting as we do this. Down that way, right? Yeah. Oh, they made that place look right there. They made that place look like the Wait, wait, place. is, where's the singer? Oh, look at the I'm officially right mind blown. So I am, like, really anxious to get down there and try to kind of connect with the history a little bit and kind of put ourselves on, on the site of where Ruby committed this murder so many years ago and see what we might come in contact with and what our responses will be. So we're at the, the location where all this crazy stuff took place. Around this time, this is the 30s, mind you. Um, she was very young. She's probably 19 years old. 
She had been seen that day um, arguing with him, with Mr. Joe Brown Jr., which is the, you know, he's 26 years old. He's a young guy. He's married with three kids. Um, she did have him, like, kneel down, and she shot him in the back of the head. So it wasn't like... Oh, my God. So it was like a it was hostage a execution, basically. Yeah. But Ruby did turn the gun on herself at that moment and... Um, Just took her own life? She Yeah, she put it to her temple and took her own life. I think that we should get to the bottom of that and see if they'll answer that question. And right. If there was uh, something more going on. The results that we received from this session are absolutely remarkable. Can you tell us what happened in this building over here? See, what I'm hearing from this is someone was killed. That's what I get from that. Yeah, that makes sense. I can hear that. I got chills everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, we're both like, what? Ruby, so are you saying that are you admitting to killing him? What did it say? Now, the part that's coming up is where I ask, Ruby, are you here right now with us at your old job? <clears throat> and I, I can't tell if it's a male voice that says I am or a female, but the voice right after that goes, pleased to meet you, and it is a female voice. Ruby Hilliard, are you here with us right now at your old job? So yeah, you clearly hear, pleased to meet you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because like she was able to stop the whole sweep and like you can hear her voice. Like yeah. it's very like distant, but you can hear it. Ruby Hilliard, are you here with us right now at your old job? held on to the gate I held on to it but it was it was compelling but also fearful so the first time I held on to the gate all I could say is don't touch my children and I ran back to the car I was so scared of the gate Wow Vanessa Milligan she really has brought something to the forefront with spiritual mapping and bringing attention to the stone tape theory and the fact that she was guided to drive around at night by herself and she found this gate. I asked God to show me and lead me to where a spiritual gate was. So I was looking in the city, I'd drive around at nighttime 
and my eye caught that gate. Hey, Carrie, if you don't mind, like, turn around and get a, get a good pan shot of that, that Singer sign and the sewing machine vacuum stuff or whatever that stuff is. Like, that's really cool. Well, guys, I feel like, you know, the start to this investigation has gotten really, we've gotten kind of at a more personal level with it. I thought we kind of connected with the history a little bit more. It is now time to start our investigation of the former G.C. Malone funeral home upstairs. But before we start, Scotty briefs us on a new piece of equipment that we will be using tonight. What is the direct link? It's basically a spirit box, but instead of using like a radio antenna or whatever to pick up its energy, you got this little port back here that after you answer your ask your question, you'll cover your finger with that. And it uses your energy as the energy for the spirit to come through with. So it's basically just a, a spirit box that you use your energy with right. versus just the spirit box sweeping radio waves. Okay. Uh, the thingy. Holy the periscope. Okay. And it's going from green to red. It's never gone. It's always gone who's, red who's from green. Who's in periscope right now? We haven't even started our investigation, and our periscope sensor is already going off. Who's in this hallway right now that wants to speak to us? He said hair when that happened. Something pulled on my hair right here. Yeah. Was that you that pulled her hair? It's not leaving. It's, yeah, no, it's not moving. He's standing there. They're, they're watching us. Do you see all four of us down here? Are you curious? Who are you? That's my jacket, my bad. Terry. And look, now that, now the periscope's starting to move again. Our periscope sensor stays lit for over four solid minutes. This is something we have never seen before. It sounded like you said Presbyterian, though. Do you want me to go down there with her? Sure. Okay. Is your name Terry? Terry, what do you do here? Is this spiritual mapping, this gateway that was found, is this a perfect prime example of where so many souls have passed through a portal to a gateway to between worlds? And potential idea that all of these energies, these souls, their thoughts, their emotions coming through one place in a physical location on Earth is no less than phenomenal. What? He said, well... Do you want them to walk closer? Okay, so... Could you walk away from the periscope and see if it'll go off again? Mm -hmm. 
You're part of our experiment. Can you say that word, experiment? That's an experience. Yeah, yeah, he said. <laughs> Can you say that word, experiment? That's an experience. Yeah, yeah, he said. <laughs> Is it okay if we call you Terry? That was that voice. Terry, what's your last face? name? So I can look up, look your name up in the newspaper. Rick. It's Brick, yeah. Yeah. We are literally having an intelligent conversation with a spirit or something that resides either at the gate or from inside this building we are standing in currently right now. It's brick, yeah. Now with the response that Kara just got, that I heard from the audio, validates that this is an intelligent haunting. This is groundbreaking. Dude, that was so crazy and intelligent. Thank you for coming through. Okay. Bye, buddy. That was a conversation. That was like Straight a conversation, conversation with personality. Yes. Yeah. Like, she said, is your name Rick? And it goes, Rick, Rick, yeah. Or something like that. He was like, like yeah, you got it. Like, but he also said Terry. Well, I heard Terry, but I also heard Rick. I said, yeah. what's your last name so we can look you up in the newspaper? And he said, Rick or Brick. Terry, Rick, or Brick. And we said it again. He goes, yeah, you Rick, got it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was so crazy. <laughs> See, what I'm going to write that, that down. Was, that was just an intense sequence of events, though. Yes, it was. Between the direct link and the periscope. I've never seen the periscope light up from green and go over that way. It's always started on red. Right. And then it just stood there at the two middle ones. Like, it, Terry or Rick or Terry Rick, you know, whomever we would just make contact with, they just stood there and was like just having a conversation with us is what it seemed like. But the question is, are they coming from the gate? Like that portal that's between worlds, between our world and the spirit world, is it coming from there? Or like you said earlier, like is it just stuck here? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's pretty much a portal that draws them to this particular area. Right. Because, I mean, with it being, like, limestone and granite and iron and all like that stuff, just being able to store all that energy. Right. It might have just created this, like, vortex portal, so to speak. It just kind of brings lingering spirits that just happen to come across here, brings them to this location. Tell you what, I got an idea. Um... Perla, follow me down there. Scotty, Kara, Beth, y'all stay here to monitor the rim pod 
and kind of just film my direct general direction and anything around here, okay? I want to, I want to see what, it, what like I'm going to go with Scotty's idea with lessening the number of people, just for a second. Who are we talking to right now? I keep hearing Rick, Rick. Hey Nate, holy <laughs> It said, hey Nate. It's obvious you know who, who I am. What do you want? I just want to talk. Is there like a portal or some type of a, an a interdimensional whatever it is that's here and then there's one over there and there's different spirits that are here and different spirits that are there? If that even makes any sense. Like, it's so much darker down here. We decide to regroup and figure out our next investigative approach. Let's do true solo sessions. Like, each person grab the camera, set it up on a tripod, sit, like, find a spot, sit down, and just film yourself asking questions or spirit box, whatever you want to do. And just see what you get from that. I, I'm telling you, I heard it with my ears. Oh, we gotta go. My paranormal experience. Is this where the darker spirits are? Did we just enter a different dimension where the darker type forces are? Why do I feel when I'm on this side of the hallway? a more aggressive type atmosphere. Is this where the darker spirits are? Did we just enter a different dimension where the darker type forces are? Excuse me. Why do I feel when I'm on this side of the hallway and more aggressive type atmosphere. So I went into the small back room that I didn't even know, like in the beginning we were filming, I had no idea that room was ever even there. And I'd been in that building how many times? Oh, dozens. I never knew that room was there. I asked how many 
how many gates are here? Like, I don't know why I asked that. I, I, in my mind at the time, I was just like, why did I even ask that? Like, this is the gate. This is the gate. And he answers 16. How many portals are in this building or location? How many portals are in this location? You know, just kind of thinking, I was trying to put myself in their position, like, okay, well, if you're stuck here, how do you feel? Like, are you in a state of confusion or are you at peace? Because I hope you're at peace. And I can't quite remember exactly how they responded, but soon after that, I got a voice that came through that said, did something happen to me? And Beth had heard it. like that same voice was starting to realize something like became like self-aware even though they were answering our questions it was almost like like am i not alive like, yeah I, it was like I... wait a minute i'm answering these questions like mindlessly or something and yeah. there was this realization in his voice what kara hears next is not only terrifying but sends everyone into a panic oh. Oh, i don't like that I heard, I, I'm telling you, I heard it with my ears, like, we have to get the out. Oh, when we heard the, there was no question we needed to get out. The thing is, like, Scotty, me, and his wife, Perla, were at base in the dark, sitting down, respecting the session, not doing anything. And next thing you know, we hear you and Beth like screaming, hauling ass down the hallway. When Kara and Beth return back to base, we immediately do a review on her session. Dude, a demonic voice, bro. Oh, we gotta go. There's gotta be a gatekeeper. Like, I mean, there has to be. Has a gatekeeper. Well, the thing is, okay, whenever I interviewed Vanessa the very first time, like when she got on camera and was talking about all this stuff, she said, where there's a gate, where there's spiritual energy, there is always, there is a gatekeeper. The gate has to have a gatekeeper. She said that? Yes, she did. Where there's a gate, there's a gatekeeper. I went and put my thumbprint with red paint signifying the blood of Christ on it. But it, there is a gatekeeper. That is disturbing, dude. As soon as that unhuman voice came through, he realized that. And since he knows who we are, he goes, oh, like, the guy's here. Like, the only place that feels safe is our base where we have the light on. This might be starting to get a little dangerous. Maybe we caught the attention of something bigger that is keeping this portal and these spirits at this location. And the voice that they caught, it's something I've never heard before. It's something beyond what's 
at this location. And I swear we were being chased. I swear something chased us out of that room. I don't feel like we just ran. I felt like we were chased out. It's been several days since our really intense experience at the former G.C. Malone funeral home. And Kara has decided to do further research, not just for the gate, but the entire property that we are investigating. And a piece of information that she has discovered, I really believe could connect to the hauntings that we have been experiencing. They built a church here made of stone. And it's the same stone that you actually see. They salvaged a lot of the stone. Yeah. And they, so all of this was actually the same stone from the church. And different congregations would use that church for, you know, they would schedule times. So the Presbyterian church would go there sometimes, and then sometimes the Methodist church, and then sometimes the Baptist until the Baptist church was built, of, you know, a few blocks yeah. down. Before the Combs Worley building was built, in the 1920s, there was another building that stood here, and due to the materials it was made of, they called it the Stone Church. The Stone Church, that's what I find so interesting is what they called it. After everything we've been talking about, it was called the Stone Church. So that's where I... That's interesting. That's, yeah, that's where it's getting interesting. That, that takes all these strings that were going this way and puts them here with everything else. What is also very interesting is not only did the Presbyterian Church visit here, but after further reviewing our investigation, we also captured this response. <laughs> That's my jacket, my bad. Terry. It's Terry. That's my jacket, my bad. Terry. It's Terry. 1997. That was the last time that Vanessa had actually approached the gate, had been to this entire property. And I feel that it's time we need to put this investigation and this story to rest. But the only way we can do that is by bringing her back to face this experience and put this whole thing behind her. After several conversations with Vanessa, she has finally agreed to return to the gate and make peace with her experience. I learned a, a different perspective, I think, of the gate. Yeah. With your uh, studying of the histories. Yeah. And that the uh, rock, which is so biblical that the rocks could high out. And so I'm looking at it a new, in a new way just as she did in 1997, she approaches the gate and grabs a hold of it. God commanded to shake the gate. But she doesn't realize that she is about to be greeted with an unpleasant surprise. You know, it happened in this building above us, but yes. um, when it comes, you did mention, you know, before cameras rolled, and I actually, you know- Oh even... my gosh, I got my finger on that gate. Could this be confirmation that this mysterious cut she has just discovered on her finger is in fact the gate letting her know it still remembers her all these years later? I think the most interesting thing to me is growing up in Pampa, being born and raised here, and, and 
sitting here and coming to this this gate and this building and having it tell me personally the history of the town with some of its most prominent figures as this town was bustling back in the day to come here and be like i grew up here and now i know probably more history about this town than the people who currently live here know about this town unless they actually sit down and research it for themselves right but it's cool to me because it's like the spirits of the people who were alive then who actually experienced these things happen to them versus it being them just going to churches or working in this building before or after it was gc malone's mortuary getting to have them tell their story to me directly you can't you know you don't experience that every day yeah do you have any final words for the gatekeeper I'm not in alignment with you, but I think we both have the same purpose. And it was, I mean, calling this team together. You know I don't stand with you, but now I'm not scared of you. Is it possible that back in 1997, when Vanessa walked up to this gate, grabbed a hold of it, and felt this presence. I grabbed a hold of the gate and the lock was right here. And it was like shaking hands with something. Is this the same entity that we just discovered and came in contact with just several days ago? Well, oh, oh, I don't like that. And is this entity the gatekeeper. What is your conclusion as to what this location has to offer as far as hauntings? This, to me, all I can go off of is, I feel like it's whispering its story to us slowly over time and it knew we were coming back because it's reading chapters to us. I really do believe that, it's reading chapters. As they say, it's a portal to heaven, but who, who's to say it's not a portal to hell either? Yeah. The gatekeeper could be this judge character who kind of tells them, like, you can go this way for everlasting eternity or this way for everlasting burning. And Father, I thank you for this wonderful team. I bless every one of them. They told the story that this needed. It needed to be told. I ask for protection over, over this gate. Not anymore about myself or my family or my friends. I pray protection over this gate. I, I pray protection over this stone. Lord, we now lay this story to rest. And we thank you for it. In your son's name. Amen. I was asked to do a spiritual mapping of Pampa. I faced one of the most mind-blowing paranormal experiences that I have personally ever documented. It has to do with the trauma that this place kind of has experienced in that area, and I really think that that's exciting. I was creeped out automatically. Oh, my God, what is that? That's 
What about this gate is a portal? Where did it come from? I'm pretty intelligent. Ask God to show me and lead me to where a spiritual gateway. My eye caught that gate. I want to know the story behind this gate. You're not going to come against my friends. You're not going to come against my family. And I'm going to stand here until you let go. The documentary that started it all. Now available video on demand only on the Scare Network.